Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hey, okay, so today I am talking about the protein craze. Yes, there is one happening right now. So a few questions for you. Are you obsessed with protein? Do you feel like you are not getting enough protein in your diet? Are you confused on how much to get? So I recently chatted with the folks at Well and Good all about protein, and I thought, you know what? Why haven't I done an episode on this yet? So here I am. And honestly, everywhere I turn now, there's a new product that's so quote unquote high in protein. The last thing I saw on the market was protein water. I got interviewed. I forgot what publication it was, but I got interviewed to talk about protein water. And I'm like, I don't need protein in my water. You guys are taking it way too far now. But yes, it's a thing. I'm not making this up. Now, I've seen protein cookies, protein popcorn, protein fruit snacks, you name it. It's probably out there or in the works. And guys... It's not needed. I mean, unless it's your thing, okay, I'm not going to knock it. If it's your thing, sure, but don't feel like you have to jump on every, like, protein thing you see out there. And that's the thing with wellness culture, diet culture, whatever you want to call it. It makes it seem like you are doing something wrong or you're not doing enough of something and you need to fix yourself, whether that's fixing your diet, fixing your body, buy a new product that you apparently need or buy a new supplement. The list goes on. So I want to start off by sharing a little bit about protein, what it is, what it does in the body. Now, protein is a macronutrient. So you've, if you've heard of macronutrients, you know, we have fats, carbs, and we also have protein. Protein consists of smaller molecules called amino acids, and they are the main building blocks of your body. So it helps to strengthen bones and build muscles, especially for women, being that we are at increased risk for bone disorders. We really need to make sure that we're supporting our bones and our muscles with enough protein. Protein is also the main component of your skin, your nails, your hair. These tissues are continuously repaired and replaced with new protein. And they also make hormones and enzymes, which are super vital to keep your body functioning properly. Now, the thing is here, your body produces some of these amino acids, but you must obtain others known as essential amino acids from your diet. Out of all the 22 amino acids, nine of them are considered essential, meaning that they must be consumed in food because your body can't do what? It can't make them. So generally speaking, animal products are considered complete protein because they do contain all of the essential amino acids in in optimal amounts that your body needs. Now, they include your eggs, your dairy, your meat, your fish, your poultry. And when it comes to plant proteins, they don't provide adequate amounts of every essential amino acid. It can be combined with other plant sources to make complete protein. So your beans, your legumes, your grains, your soy, your nuts, these are examples of those high uh, protein plant foods. Now, when talking about soy and many of these like soy-based products like your tofu and tempeh, these are among the few plant foods that are categorized as complete. Oh, and I also recently discovered that pistachio nuts are a complete protein. So 
if you're getting a variety of these unrefined grains, legumes, seeds, vegetables throughout the day, you are likely meeting your protein needs. Now, the big question I always get is, Valerie, how much protein do I really need? My answer is always the answer that nobody wants to hear, and that's it depends. If you don't have any health conditions, you're pretty healthy, maybe you don't lift weights, you don't exercise as much, aiming for about 0.8 to 1.3 grams per kilogram is a pretty reasonable, decent estimate, okay? So it will be enough to prevent deficiency, but the actual amount that you do need depends on so many things, like your activity level, your age, for example, you know, Elderly people need more protein. It will depend on your muscle mass, maybe if you have some physique goals, um, and just your overall health. Also, you may need more protein if you are pregnant and breastfeeding. If you've recently had a baby, you're going to need more for recovery. If you've had a significant unintentional weight loss, a recent surgery, you have wounds, you will definitely have higher protein needs for sure. Okay, so to simplify things a little bit, I hope it's not going to be confusing for you, but let's say we are using 0.8 grams per kilogram. A 150 pound person, that person is 68 kilograms, they will need about 55 grams per day. So basically all you're doing is multiplying 0.8 grams per kilogram times the body weight, which in this case is 68 kilograms, and that's going to give you about 55 grams of protein per day. I hope that makes sense. That may be enough to prevent a protein deficiency, but many health experts actually do believe it may be a little bit too low for optimal health, um, including, you know, maintaining muscle mass. So I'd say one gram per kilogram, adjust as needed, talk to your dietitian for your own specific needs. Now, some signs to be mindful of that you're not getting enough protein is your nails are very brittle, you're experiencing hair loss, you're losing uh, muscle mass, maybe you're having significant weight loss, you're not healing as quickly if you had like a cut or a wound or something, or you're still extremely hungry after eating. These are all signs to know that I'm not getting enough protein in my diet and I need to up it. If you're eating animal products like meat, fish, eggs, dairy every single day, you're likely getting enough protein. However, if you don't eat animal foods, getting all these protein and essential amino acids, um, your body needs can be a little bit more challenging. For example, if you're vegan or vegetarian, you need to make sure you're getting enough protein. So we all know that meat is such an abundant source of protein, but luckily, when it comes to plant-based protein, there are uh, plenty of them, you know, plenty of these sources, including your beans, your nuts, tofu. Also, dairy foods are rich sources of protein for vegetarians. Now, let's talk about protein snacks because I remember coming across this like beautifully packaged snack. It was like in a pink wrapper. I glanced at the label and in large letters, it said protein cookie. And I'm looking at this thing like what in the world? See, I have time when I go to the grocery store because I'm the one like in the snack aisles looking at all kinds of stuff like what's new, what are these companies doing now, what labels are misleading, whatever. But when I saw this protein cookie, I was like, what in the world? So I went ahead and look, you know, took a deeper look at the label and I saw two grams of protein. I'm like, how? How are you marketing a protein cookie with only two grams of protein? It's it, in that case, it's just a cookie. You know, you would think that there was this like protein deficiency issue happening by the way that these food companies are marketing high protein. And that's not the case. If anything, people are overdoing it on protein. There's this like big obsession with protein. It's just unhealthy because what it does is it sets people up for confusion. 
Now, if you know for a fact that you are not getting enough protein and maybe it's hard for you to eat regularly throughout the day for whatever reason, I think those protein snacks can come in handy, but definitely are not necessary for the masses in my opinion. I think also these protein things are very trendy because most of the time it always gets back to some kind of restrictive weight loss diet. I want you guys to pay attention, you know, when you see these kind of products out there, whether it's like a super low carb, high protein, whatever. So those that actually follow it believe that a high protein, low carbohydrate diet will be the key to shedding those, you know, excess pounds, whatever. But of course, anything that's super restrictive. Yes, it will help you lose weight in the short term, but it's not sustainable and it will affect your health in a negative way or it may. It really all just, you know, depends. I'll have people come into a session and say, oh, well, I thought having a high protein meant that I'm healthier. And yes, it does. You definitely need to make sure you're getting a good amount of protein. Um, but specifically, I remember a past client of mine followed this influencer mind you, had no credentials, who was basically telling all her followers that they needed a ridiculous amount of protein. I think it was like 150 grams plus or something like that. And I'm like, first of all, where did this influencer get this information from? Like, I need to know where she saw that 150 grams was like just the end all be all. Um, and you don't even know your followers personally. So, you know, when it comes to nutrition, it is a science Everyone has their own unique nutritional needs based on so many factors. So please, let's be careful about where we're getting our nutrition information from. And you definitely don't need to be getting your nutrition information from an influencer with no like credentials. You know what I mean? Um, is it possible to consume too much protein? Yes, absolutely. Like I mentioned, you're probably getting enough already if you're eating a variety of protein sources throughout the day, especially animal protein. Now, of course, if you're vegan, vegetarian, you need to make sure you are getting enough. So if you're unsure, definitely see a dietitian. But eating too much protein can worsen kidney problems if you already have kidney issues. And over time, it can also cause symptoms like indigestion and other GI type of issues. So if you're someone who eats, um, let's say, like red meat all the time, every day, multiple times a day, whatever, because I'm, I'm saying that because I actually worked with clients, you know, who had a diet that just was strictly just red meat. Um, I would just, in that case, suggest, you know, including other sources of protein, especially plant protein. Um, we've seen a lot of studies looking at, you know, high red meat consumption and risk of chronic illnesses like heart disease. Um, and also one thing to know, and of course, research is still being done on this, excess protein consumed, it, it's usually stored as fat in the body. The remaining, you know, amino acids, which is a bro broken down protein, um, they're excreted, you know, so it may increase weight over time, especially if you get in extra calories while trying to increase your protein intake. And studies show that consuming large amounts of protein honestly offers no benefit, even for athletes, and it could be harmful instead. So, of course, you know, all these studies are ongoing, but just focus more on, you know, getting enough, okay? Um, and make sure that you're looking out for signs of, you know, protein deficiency. So if you're not experiencing any of the things that I talked about earlier, you're likely getting enough protein in your diet. You don't need to overdo it. If you're someone who needs to implement more protein into your diet, here are some easy ways to do that. 
first of all, food first. I'm a food first dietitian. I'm always going to go to food first. Um, you know, there's so many options to choose from whether you eat animal products or don't. So some things that you could possibly do is add a protein source with your meals and snacks. You know, start off your day with protein. I am so big on starting your day with some kind of protein in it. I feel like we should all be getting a lot of protein in the morning if it works for you because it's easier to kind of, you know, go throughout the day just um, meeting your protein needs if you start off the day with it. So start your day off with, you know, eggs, oats, peanut butter, um, a protein shake, whatever um, kind of fits your eating style, your preferences, your cultural foods. Just get some protein in, okay? Um, Greek yogurt, if you're someone that loves yogurt, Greek yogurt contains twice as much protein as the traditional yogurt. And you can eat it alone or add it to other foods. Fish and seafood are also great sources during pregnancy and lactation. Definitely make sure you're choosing fish that are low in mercury and higher in omega-3 fatty acids like sardines and salmon, anchovies. Um, I personally love salmon and sardines. I love cod. Um, so anyways, yeah. Fish is definitely a great option. You want to make sure you're eating high quality protein sources with most of your meals. Make sure you're definitely getting the plant sources in there as well as you're able to. That would bring your intake to an optimal range. So here are a few examples so that you have an idea of how much protein is in these types of food sources. For example, one cup of non-fat yogurt does have 10 grams of protein. About half a cup of chickpeas has eight grams, one egg has about seven grams of protein, and a fourth of a cup of almonds has about eight grams. Here's a question I received. Um, how helpful is it to grab protein cookies or other protein snacks versus implementing foods into your diet that naturally have high levels of protein in them? My answer is that you're going to get better quality from whole foods, but if you really really want to experiment with these packaged snacks and things, go ahead. I just would not rely on that as your main source of protein. Like if you are a new mom, it could be really difficult to meet your protein needs with everything that's kind of going on, which is super important for recovery, especially if you're breastfeeding. So in cases like that, where you just have, you know, higher protein needs, these bars and snacks and all these things can be very handy. Um, if you're elderly and you're losing a lot of muscle mass, maybe you have a wound, um, these protein supplements and shakes and snacks can be extremely helpful. I think the bigger picture is for individuals who don't have high protein demands and think that adding all this extra protein is what's going to keep them healthy. Like, that's the difference here. Don't overthink it. You definitely don't need to be so obsessed with tracking your protein intake. Just look at the bigger picture. You know, just try to include it in as, in as many of the foods that you're eating throughout the day. Another question I received is how to select the right pre-made protein shake. I'm always for making things yourself. So if you can make your own protein shake yourself, I think it's great because you're saving money, hopefully, and you're aware of the kind of ingredients that you are putting in there. Um, but when it comes to choosing a grab-and-go protein shake, I always recommend one that has 15 to 30 grams of protein. And it's always a plus when it does come with like extra vitamins and minerals and all these powerhouse ingredients to just keep you, you know, full and keep you feeling energized for a certain period of time um, and to also help you regulate your hormones throughout the day. And I always look for these third party testing certifications just to ensure that the product is a good quality, you know. Um, but also another thing to note is to be mindful of the ingredients listed in protein shakes. I mean, from artificial flavors to fillers to added sugars, especially if you're managing a health condition. 
And if you just need more guidance, talk to your healthcare provider for, you know, a protein shake recommendation that will best fit your that will best fit your needs. And yes, protein shakes are great when you don't have time, you know, for a meal, but they should definitely not become like the primary meal that you you have and they should not replace protein from whole food sources these are all great questions and yes i have a few takeaways number one include a variety of protein rich foods don't shy away from these plant proteins as well i mean you can pair it with your snacks for energy and to keep you feel feeling full longer and don't overdo it. If you're busy and on the go, those high protein bars, the snacks, they're all great, but I just wouldn't rely on them as your main protein source. You know, the high protein smoothies and shakes, they're also great options, but like like I said, don't make that your main meal like all the time. Um, number two, if you are vegan or vegetarian, please see a dietitian to make sure you're getting all of those nutrients that you need, you know, even beyond protein. Number three, this is the last and final one. High protein ice cream and cookies are not necessary and probably taste horrible. So just eat the real thing. And I mean, it, hey, unless that's your thing, like I said, I'm not going to knock it. Um, but when it comes to protein products, you see, just take a look at the nutrition label before digging in, guys. Just because a protein, just because a product is high in protein does not make it healthy overall. Also, supplements are not regulated by the FDA, so there's no like oversight checking to make sure the products live up to the claims on their packaging. So just take these with a grain of salt and be sure to talk to your healthcare provider before adding them to your eating routine. Plus, at the end of the day, I'm all about whole foods, you know, and so whole foods, they do offer nutritional benefits that a lot of these other products do not provide. If you have more questions, please reach out. My information is in the show notes, so check it out. And guys, thank you for listening to today's episode on the protein craze. If you enjoyed, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and review. I would so, so, so appreciate it. Share with your friends. Don't leave them hanging. All right. Talk to you later. And until next time, keep flourishing.